If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Dumb Dad Podcast is supported by Stir. I've always been wondering about dating apps, especially when I was younger, but you met your wife in high school. Yes, I met my wife in high school um, before dating apps, pretty much before cell phones. The pager age. I've always been fascinated by it, though. I've always talked to friends about it, and I understand it must be so hard and stressful to kind of communicate who you are. Never mind doing that as a single parent with a hectic lifestyle, trying to connect with people that know that you're a parent, which is why we're excited to partner with Stir, which is the number one dating app designed for single parents. For sure. I remember one of my buddies, he had become a single parent, and a lot of our conversations were based on I want to get back in the dating world. I got to find somebody that I totally align with. When do I reveal that I have a kid? And something like Stir is cool because it's just all out there in front. Everyone knows what their focus is. Yeah, that's perfect. Your kids go to bed at eight. You don't have to. Stir is the app designed for parents who just happen to be single. Go to stir.com slash date today to get 25% off any Stir subscription package or send to your single friends to try it out. That's 25% off at stir.com slash date stir.com slash date. Let's get back to the show. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Dumb Dad Podcast. My name is Kevin, and I'm a dumb dad. And my name is Evan, and I'm a dumb dad. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at BetOnline. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at BetOnline. Updated odds for everything from live games, the conference championships, right through the Final Four and championship game. BetOnline is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hi, pal. Hey, dummy. What are we doing today? We are talking with Mr. Chaz. I'm going to get right to it because get to it. he's Mr. Chaz on, I believe, all platforms. He can correct me if I'm wrong in a second, <laughs> but... He we do has, research. He educates parents on parenting and teachers on dealing with children and behavioral study. He's amazing. He's full of energy. We cannot be more excited to have him on the podcast. Please welcome Mr. Chaz. Thank you for welcome. joining us Welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I am honored to be on. I am a big fan of y'all. So uh, this is just it, no better reason for me to get on the computer at 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern. <laughs> 
to. Oh man, he's Eastern. <laughs> you said I'm full of energy, but we'll see how I how I do today. We'll see. It <laughs> will just edit out the second half. It's you fine. are, man. Listen, okay. So so when we started posting stuff online, like our sketches on, uh, oh, can TikTok, I say can I say something about oh, yes, that real yes, quick? Yes. When we first learned about who you were, it was you. I don't know what the video was. I wish I remembered, but you would stitch the video of ours on TikTok. For people that don't know how you stitch, oh. it's where you take five seconds of a video of someone else's video, then yeah. you put it on yours, and then you and you and you do it. When you, when I saw your video, <laughs> I thought we were in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like you went right into like what you always talk about, which we'll get to. Um, but it was just so funny for me because I was like, oh no, what. Oh, now let me go back and watch the video. Did we say something wrong? Like I was just like, we were so early in the like yeah. social media world that we're always like nervous about like offending people and stepping on people's toes. And like I was like, oh gosh, what did you say, Kev? What'd you do? <laughs> and then I watched it, and I was like, oh no, I think I think he liked the video and he follows us. And it was like you were like one of our first like uh, mutuals, yeah, as they call. Oh, oh, and I kind of I don't remember what the video was about, but I kind of do remember. Uh, that video. It was something having to do with, uh, I, I'm probably, I might be wrong in this one, but something having to do with your kid saying something mean to you and it hurting your feelings. Oh, it was one of your videos it then. Was one of, it was one of our most viral videos, F is for Feelings, uh, where I, 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 spoiler alert, it's totally made up. I just thought. <laughs> I just thought it was funny to come up with a video. I was like, what if my daughter says something really mean to me? So I just like made the video. A lot of our videos we like take our time with and like we write them and film and edit and take time. I filmed this thing, a one shot, sent it to my wife and I go, is this funny? <laughs> she was like, I think, she goes, I think it's funny. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll post it. And I posted it. It's like one of the most viral things we've ever done. That's how it goes. And then, yeah, that's what it was. And then you, I think that's what it was. I think you stitched it. I was like, I knew I was getting to get in hot water for this one. <laughs> Okay. All right. So can, can I, can I, uh, I, I want to share a story too, because this is the first time actually really talking, but I mean, I feel like, so I obviously you guys have been following me for a while. I've been following y'all for a while too. Um, yeah, yeah. there was another video. Um, and again, I don't even remember like the context, like of the video. Sometimes I just like, I see things and sometimes I'll just like respond quickly and in the middle of mm -hmm. doing other things. But uh, there's a video that specifically, cause I think I just made like, uh, uh, just did a whole thing with Destiny. Um, oh, and, and yes, we were, Destiny and. Yeah, and we were talking about like, we were just talking about and and focus. And it's kind of like the two things can be true thing. Mm -hmm. And then you had a video and you were like very like, it that was like a, a key point in the video where you were just kind of like, you mentioned like the and thing. And I was like, I feel like he's talking to me. I feel like we're having a conversation now. Uh, and I think you like commented on the video and we commented back. And so I yeah. feel like this has been a long time coming. Um, oh, man, and yeah. I was, I've, I have been a fan of y'all. Uh, I think probably that video is probably one of the first, the video that I stitched was probably one of the first videos that I saw. Yeah. I may have seen a couple videos before that. Um, sure. Mm -hmm. But this has been a long time coming, and I'm just I excited so, to be here yeah. with y'all and talk and vibe and and, and just okay, yeah. which is exactly right. And before we get so lost in the weeds here, before let's take two steps back here for okay. a second. Let's talk about just, you for a second. Let's talk about you for oh, a second. Oh yeah, who am I? So you <laughs> you started as a, a Montessori teacher in your early career, but I just want you to let people know, like 
how you got started there. I know you kind of, I, I remember I read an interview you were saying like you were really just looking for like a summer job. <laughs> and then now that's turned into like essentially where you are now. So give us like, you know, the elevator pitch of like how you got to where you are now based on how you started and uh, sort of your journey to to what you do now. Ooh, elevator pitch. So uh, <laughs> I'm trying to do 30 seconds or less. Um, start off as a Montessori teacher. Didn't know what I was doing. Um, honestly, uh-huh. when I got the summer job, didn't even really know that I like, really liked kids that much, honestly. Um, and then I, <laughs> uh, got the job. I started to, this is going to be longer than elevator pitch. Cause I'm just, I don't know. No, no that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I actually realized that like, I, I love working with children and I started to recognize the impact, uh, that uh-huh. I was making working with children, did that for a while and, and just made a bunch of mistakes along the way, bumbling along the way, trying to figure out how to do this thing of just trying to just even just get kids from point A to point B. Um, I got better and better and better as time, you know, listening to podcasts, reading books, practicing again, making a lot of mistakes, 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 mistakes over and over and over and over and over again. Can't emphasize that enough. Um, <laughs> that's in t- that's in t- what our entire accounts yeah. are based on. That's <laughs> why I love y'all. Um, um, and then I eventually became kind of like a lead teacher. People started to ask me uh, for advice because they saw because they kind of started giving me all like the challenging kids. Um, the kids that had a hard time in other classrooms would come in my classroom. So they start to, so other teachers start to ask me for advice. Then a light bulb went off and I was like, oh wow, I love the impact I'm making with my little community of humans. But mm-hmm. if I could work with teachers, um, my impact could be exponential. So I became like an educational specialist when I went to other like ch- early childhood centers and supported teachers and kids and all that stuff. I did that for a while, um, till the pandemic happened. And then um, recognized that, you know, parents were the ones who were really struggling and the early childhood stuff, everything was just really just looking a lot different. A lot of kids went home. A lot of teachers went home. And so I just went online, really just TikTok at first to just share all the lessons that I had learned along the way in hopes that people could maybe uh, learn like from my mistakes. They wouldn't have as hard of a time on their journey as I did on mine. Oh, man. That's amazing that you... It's funny and, and, and incredible that you didn't know that you liked. I know was, we laughed at it, but you didn't know you liked kids, and now yeah. like you fell in love with that. Like, was there a moment or like a, a day or something that happened that you were like, "Oh, I might be good at this," or "I might like this"? You know, I mean, part of the like I didn't really know I like kids is just like I feel like kids and for the most part, kids are kind of almost separated from society. Like you you grow up, you don't really like, Mm -hmm. there's not really a lot of opportunities to be around kids. And so it was just kind of like, I just hadn't really been around kids and the little bit that I could see of them and how people would talk about them. It just like, uh, it doesn't sounds like a lot. Sounds like a hassle. I don't know if I really want to do it. It is. (laughs) I'm having a hard enough time to take care of myself. (laughs) Uh, Growing up with ADHD. I don't know if I really want to do kids. Um, But over time it was like, I think there's really kind of like two big moments, like for me that I can kind of like call back. So it was kind of the moments of the beginning where I realized that like, you know, I grew up with ADHD, so I've always kind of had a lot of energy and I've always kind of been like really playful and like, mm-hmm. and so I could kind of like use that energy with children and like, they're just so like non-judgmental, like, and I just, mm-hmm. I just very early, I just felt like I just kind of connected with kids pretty easily. I didn't really know how to 
handle kids or deal with their emotions or handle conflict or any, anything <laughs> like that. But I yeah. like disconnecting with them and playing with them, being around them. Like there were days where I had hard days and like they just cheered me up or they'd say something funny. I'm like, you know what? Y'all not so bad. Um, and then the other moment for me was um, kind of just has it kind of a little bit later in my career. I'm not a morning person, but I always had to wake up early to go to work. And like, I'd wake up and I'd be like, oh my goodness, I really don't want to go. I just want to lay in bed. Like, do I even want to do this? And then I started to like mm-hmm. really think about what I was going to be doing in that day and kind of all those moments that I was going to be in charge of creating for those kids. And that literally just like got me out of bed. And I was like, wow, like I'm not a morning person, but this literally, like, I love what I do so much. It's literally getting me out of bed. Maybe there's something to it. And I'd been in school my whole life and I hated school for the most part. I was miserable <laughs> in it. Um, and I had a couple jobs. Like I worked for the government and like, I got paid way more than I did working with kids, but I was miserable and I hated it. I could feel what that felt yeah. like in my body of just like, I'm like, I can't do something that is boring or that I'm not passionate about. Like I just knew that about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of why I decided to stick with doing what I, I mean, that's, amazing. that's part of it. Yeah. That's amazing. And it's funny. I feel like kids are the only ones who do it. Uh, adults can't do it to you. Pets can't do it to you where you're just like miserable, having a hard day. And sometimes it's for lack of a better word, their fault. Like you're having a tough day with them yeah. or whatever. And then they do like one redeeming thing. And you're like, we're good, man. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's I'm all. Sorry about all my attitude. Yeah. I said. It's funny how that happens. We were just talking about that today. My son, um, he, he today literally had an attitude just all day. And it was just like, just be, being patient with him. He had uh, he had preschool. We stayed at the playground after. And then, um, and then he, you know, he came home and then picked up, uh, had to go to school because I'm on the PTA. So I had to help my, my daughter uh, or their class with some PTA stuff. And I brought him along. And then he just had a bad attitude. But I was like, you get to have a popsicle. It was for a popsicle party. And he still had a bad attitude. <laughs> and it was like, it was starting to stress me out because I'm like, I'm being so patient with you and I'm just doing my best here. And then he fell asleep on the couch when we got home. He doesn't nap anymore. And I was like, Oh buddy, you were tired. You should, I'm sorry. Like, oh. it's just funny. Those like little moments that just like, Oh, it's not, you're good. <laughs> is, is it part of it? Were you just thankful that he was actually like still and sleep and out and just like, you know what? Cause honestly, like it almost, I will say <laughs> yeah, that, maybe. It's almost like, because, you know, I see kids nap all the time. It's almost, when they nap, it's like they're so peaceful. So It it is almost hard to imagine that they can wake up and be like the chaotic energy that they are. (laughs) It's just such a shift. I always say like the two, like in a, um, like in a preschool, I'd say like the, the most calmest moments are about the first five seconds of lunch. When everyone like starts eating, like, okay, everyone is like, oh, like, wow, it's calm. And then like the (laughs) actual um, rare, I mean, kind of depending, but the moments where like everyone is sleeping and the children are sleeping and it's just like, which is such a contrast of what their energy is like during the day that, I don't know, it just, I'm surprised. It's true. And like, 
And we, yeah. you know, we're both stay at home dads. And so like those moments really ring true when you're at, you know, when you're at home with the kids and like, cause otherwise you're, you know, or it's like a, that's like a 24 seven job, right? Yeah. You know, essentially it's parenting, but especially you're always on call, you're always on call when, especially when, it, when you're like a stay at home parent. Um, but yeah, you, especially like our wives for now in the majority of the pandemic work from home as well, but we'd have those moments where we'd like look at each other. Like, I think we may get fifth, we may get five minutes. We may get 60 minutes of quiet <laughs> that makes all the difference even if it's five minutes you're like i will take five minutes sometimes oh, yeah 60 minutes so yeah that's good <laughs> if you're if you know 60 if minutes is great yeah, <laughs> 60, only take 60 i'll snap your hand out for, for yeah. 60 minutes so okay so um one of the things you you believe in you talk about a lot is not being a perfectionist in terms of being a parent or coaching yes. a kid and being an improvenist um which is a brilliant thought. I mean, and I think I think that probably translates to life in many ways. But tell us what that means to you in terms of parenting. Mm. So, ooh, yeah, big big question here. So, <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of us really have a hard time like making mistakes. Honestly, one of the reasons why I say like I will like big you guys up all the time. Like I'm such a big fan of y'all is that y'all normalize mistakes. So much like you're the the dumb dad podcast, like that, like you normalize <laughs> mistakes so much, and I think that's something that most of us have a really hard time with, and it doesn't help that you know, mm-hmm. growing up, I know most people when they made a mistake or they didn't meet you know the parents' expectations or didn't comply or whatever it was, um, were met with a lot of uh, harsh reaction. Right. And so a lot of times we um, actually you know, always say that the way that we treat children is how they learn to treat themselves. And so, you know, when mm. if we, we grew up and our parents were always kind of reacting harshly to our mistakes, what we have a tendency to do when we grow up and we make a mistake is to kind of beat ourselves up in that same way, talk to ourselves yeah. in kind of in a negative way. And is that echo does that behavior like echo the the response is that what that is like you're are you sort of echoing the response maybe from your parent if they were neg- uh, like harsh on you then you're harsh on yourself because of that because that is that the reaction that it comes from like that yeah and we just learned that this is what happens when you make mistakes right when you make mm-hmm. mistakes you're supposed to be you know force yourself in isolation it was actually it was honestly it was actually this happened yesterday um, and it was such a vivid like moment. And I'm like, wow, like it's, it's rare that it's happened so clearly, but because like, this is my world when it does happen, I see it. Um, yeah. I was playing Uno with the child and this child is, I think he's eight years old. I was playing Uno with the child and I was explaining an Uno rule and I was just correcting him because he was, he just learned to play Uno last week. Um, yeah, right. I was like, man, you're eight and you don't know how to play, you know, come on, come on, come sit down. I'll deal you in. Right. <laughs> and so I was correcting him about a role that he just had misunderstood. And when he like understood what I was saying, um, and it was just about like, oh, when you have one card, you say, you know, something like that. He had this look yeah. of realization. It was like, oh, like you could see the light bulb. And I love those moments. I love that's one yeah. of those things that I just like, I just like cherish. It's just like when I'm able to explain something and they get it and you see in their face that they get it. But that moment was short. It was quickly interrupted by he slapped himself. And I said, 
Like, oh, what's oh, wow. like, why did you slap yourself? And he said, because discipline. And I was like, Oof. you don't have to hurt yourself to learn something new. And he kind of just yeah. looked at me for a moment and kind of like, like kind of thoughtfully, and we just continued playing. It wasn't something where I was going to make a whole big conversation, you know, yeah. um, I know. And, and this is a child who talks about like getting spanked a lot. And so I, I know that that's something that happens and it doesn't always happen that clear. A lot of times it's more subtle. Like when you mess up, like when you mess up, like, Oh, you're so dumb. You're so stupid. Like sometimes we talk to yeah. ourselves in that way. Um, is right. that what, is that what car rides are for? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it comes a lot. <laughs> and, uh, uh, sometimes we're talking to other people that road rage, I say, <laughs> you know, we talk, we talk a lot about how kids should, you know, talk nicely to each other and use their nice words and whatever. But yeah, I, I, I'm with y'all on the road. <laughs> Some people are so nice until you, you get in the car with them. <laughs> oh, man, everyone has somewhere to be. It's amazing. <laughs> but to go back to your original thing, I really want why that's so important to me. And that's really one of my big things too, of just like avoid being a perfectionist, being improving as the goal isn't to be perfect every day. The goal is to improve a little every day it's because this also shows up in parenting a lot of times, right? Like it's the like, Oh, like if everyone's just trying to get it all right and do the right thing. And mm-hmm. instead of just, you know, just, just being and allowing yourself to make mistakes and recognizing that mistakes are an essential part of the learning process, right? Like parenting is so complex. Where do we get off in thinking that like, we're just going to read a book or listen to a podcast and then just implement things perfectly, especially when it's not the way that we were raised. And a lot of times it's going completely counter to the way that a lot of us were raised. And even if it's not completely counter, mm-hmm. it's still you're learning new skills. You're learning mm-hmm. the different ways of how to communicate, how to self-regulate. This is really difficult stuff to do. And a lot of times people get into parenting, they want to be gentle, conscious, whatever parents, and they get into it and then with that same, and like, okay, I'm going to break all these generational cycles. I'm going to break all these unhealthy patterns of behavior. Mm-hmm. And then they go into parenting with so with the same stuff and they try to be perfect because, you know, that is almost how they were kind of conditioned. Like you have to be perfect. It's not okay to make mistakes, right? Because when you make a mistake, there's pain or isolation or, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's something negative on this other side, as opposed to, Hey, I messed up. I made a mistake. Okay. Now what can we do to repair? I know I'm I'm talking, I want want to tell like one quick story that is also just like somewhat quick story. So I was a Montessori teacher, right? Yeah. Um, and pe- for people who don't know, Montessori is really big on practical life stuff. And, um, so my goal was to get kids to family style dining, which was they're setting out the table, pouring their own milk, passing the bowl around, asking if they wanted something and all that stuff. Right. And so, and I'm working with three and four and five year olds. And so every year, right. In Montessori, you have kids for like multiple years at a time. So every year I'd get a new batch of kids, a new batch of three-year-olds and Mm -hmm. in, in almost without exception, of course they would spill their milk. Right. And it's the process of learning. (laughs) I would expect that. And I would knowingly expecting they're going to pour the milk, like only have them pour like 
a little bit of the milk, only give them access a little bit of the milk because I'm expecting them to make mistakes. I'm like all about making mistakes, Montessori but I'm going to. Montessori carpets must smell terrible. <laughs> you said the carpets? <laughs> the Montessori carpets must smell we terrible. We don't eat on the carpets. <laughs> I'm, just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's all about playing. <laughs> got you there. Oh, we don't eat over the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try, Kevin. Mr. Kevin, please come over to the <laughs> We don't eat. <laughs> So almost every year, uh, without exception, someone would spill their milk and then a child would, you know, they'd spill and they'd have this big reaction and they would cry and they'd be like, mm-hmm. like so discombobulated and so just like broken down and like the shame, this overall overwhelming experience of spilling the milk. Right. And, you know, like a lot of kids, like it can be stressful, like, okay, the carpets, right. It's, you get some slime gets on the carpets. Like, you know, for us adults, it's like, it's just, for us, we're thinking about like the hours going to take to get out. Can something even get out of this? Is this thing going to be here forever? All this stuff is running through our mind. And so, you know, a lot of times we'll react harshly. We'll have this big reaction. And then, you know, children will take that. Like, oh, no, like big reaction spills. Oh, no, scary. Right. And so they'll spill their milk and they literally, because I only put a little bit of milk, would spill. And then the milk would slowly be coming dripping off the table and they're so discombobulated in like the shame of actually spilling they literally cannot get out of the way and so the milk ends up spilling on their pants <laughs> then they gotta go to the bathroom and they gotta change their pants yeah. by the time they get back hope there's enough food you gotta save food now you get you're sitting at the table Hopefully there is table space because we got to put cots out because teachers got to get out on their breaks. And, and this is all the stuff that we're thinking to try to not react. Yeah. Um, yeah. But all this stuff is happening because he literally, they literally cannot get out of the way of their own mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so what I would do is, you know, that would happen. And I would kind of expect for that to happen too. And I would just respond to them like, Oh, oops. You spilled, made a mistake. Let's clean it up. Usually the first time I'm the one cleaning it up for them, right? Because they're still like upset and don't realize like it's not a big deal. Like it's okay to make mistakes here. They, you know, they're still kind of learning that. And what would happen throughout the year is that um, one, they would start to like not have a big reaction when they spilled. They'd be like, oops, made a mistake. And they go get, get paper towels. But also all the other kids at that table in the classroom are looking at the way that I'm responding. And when they spill the milk, they're all like looking at me like, like what's, what's going to happen? They're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, guys, chill. It's not a big deal. Um, and then what would happen? Not only would they stop overreacting to this bill, but also the other kids would come and help them uh, clean up and repair what happened. And like, okay. I think that's such a great metaphor for uh, uh, parenting that like a lot of times we parenting, teaching and just life in general, a lot of times when we mess up, we make a mistake. We get so bogged down in the shame of making the mistake and not doing the right thing that we mm-hmm. can't uh, just continue on and repair. And it creates more work. It makes it harder on us and harder on the child. Um, I mean, so and we I just can't think, get out of our own way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. like, it's okay to spill the milk. Like there's no one right way to do things. You're not going to break every generational cycle, every unhealthy pattern of behavior in your lifetime. You're not, you know, meant to do that. Just do what you can and allow your children to pass the torch. They're going to take everything that you learned, all the work you're doing. They're going to build off of that. Um, So like, it's okay to make, make the mistake, be a dumb dad or a dumb mom. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it, it really I really do believe in that metaphor for life. Anything you learn or try to learn or anything in your life, I mean, it's like if you if you all of a sudden feel as though you've solved it, then you're setting yourself up for failure. And it a lot of times it's like I catch myself. I'm sure you do as well, Kevin. Like when your kid spills something, but when it's the 40th day in a row or something, some it builds up in you, yeah. and and it's hard to remember sometimes that. They, as you said, um, they don't have the perspective of like this. Could this stay in the carpet? Could this, you know, this is going to take an hour? I was Would supposed. This even to, I cost was money. Yeah, like, anything like that. They don't have any of that perspective. Yeah. They just know they spilled something, and then basically your reaction is teaching them how to react to something. And so you got to kind of keep her chill, like Mr. Shaz does, which is like you expected it, which is another thing too. You should expect those kinds of things, so that because here's the other thing too, like. I want to teach my children that failure is okay because that's really when you learn the most about yourself. 100%. And sometimes, you know, and I think we, and that's part of what our deal is with the dumb dads is like, well, when you mess up with something and you not only admit it and then you talk about it, that's how you learn from it for next time, right? So, but showing that behavior is probably the best way to teach that behavior. 100%. Because... Because telling your children something, or just telling anybody, it feels like when you tell somebody something, they're going to take it at face value, depending on how it's brought to them or what the circumstances are or whatever. But as Mr. Chaz says, when you clean up the spill first, yeah. or you know, show them how to do it first, or he, his reaction, then the kids are all looking at them because they've probably all spilled something in their homes, and they're looking at Mr. Chaz like, does Mr. Chaz react like my mom and her dad reacts? Or when really he's like, it's some. It's a little bit of milk. We don't cry over spilled milk here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's tricky because you have to also the smaller reactions too. Um, you know, because like I, I, I've never had a, a big reaction to my kids spilling anything or anything like that. But I know I've definitely a couple times, you know, done the like, no, it's okay, and they pick up on that stuff too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know, and what? luckily, it's, yeah. it's okay to be like. To, to say that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little frustrated. I'm feeling a little yeah. disappointed or something. like, it's okay to mm-hmm. express that you have feelings like parents have feelings too. It's okay for kids to know that parents have feelings. It's actually a really good thing for them to know that like you feel things too. And then like, then they get to see, okay, well, how does that handle frustration? Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so like, it's yeah. all a learning process regardless here's something i do want to say and why i'm grateful to touch on what you were just talking about with uh showing your emotions to your to your kids mm-hmm. um and how good that is i think that's one of the things i'm why i'm grateful for like accounts like yours and other accounts similar to yours like destiny who you mentioned um destiny and great uh great uh, creator um you what i love about you guys is you guys talk about those things and i don't i don't know what kind of dad i would be and i genuinely mean this um without being on social media, seeing other parent accounts, seeing even teachers like yourself who who help guide us. Cause I think I would, I mean, I'm from, I'm from Massachusetts, Irish Catholic. Uh, I mean, I have great parents, but there's definitely that, you know, stoicness, uh, uh, of an upbringing in some regards, some, some ways my dad definitely had some heart to hearts with me and it was a very open and loving father. But like, there is that like, well, I'm the father, you're the child, you know, I'm the, I'm in charge and you follow uh, kind of mentality and, and seeing that. Uh, and I have been open 
to uh, to my children about my feelings and stuff like that. So I am grateful for accounts like yours. I am curious though. I think because what what we do is we we laugh about our mistakes and we talk about them a lot. Um, and for the most part, uh, our comment section is lovely. But every <laughs> once in a while, we get people who will say things like, "Well, you shouldn't X Y Z." And it's pretty definitive. And the the topics that you tackle, like what you were just talking about with the student about like spanking and, and, and I've seen a lot of videos where you talk about that kind of stuff. I imagine your comment section's a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> Only the viral videos. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah your yeah. base is going to love you. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your followers are going to love you. But well, I mean, the pushback is wild. Well, well yeah. Um, for sure. And, you know, I really try to approach a lot of times in the comment section the way that I, I honestly, not just in the comment section, not like the, the stuff that I, I talk about in terms of just being able to kind of recognize what I'm feeling, when I'm triggered and being able to kind of recognize that and being able to respond with empathy are things that I really do try to practice in daily life with people in general, not just with children. And so that mm. also extends to the comment sections as well that like, yeah. you know, a lot of people like I will very much say like, I really do spanking is harmful. Um, yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, and here's the end. And I also understand where, why people do it. Like I, like I a hundred percent get it and I understand why people defend yeah. it. And I think yeah. there is, you know, one, just you being raised one way and not seeing it a right. different way to right. d- different cultures to it could even not even just like your personality or culture and beliefs mm. and just what you grew up yeah. with. Also, the kind of day you were having that day, right? Like I could have <laughs> just, you know, really had yeah. a hard time with, you know, maybe my child or maybe my partner yeah. or maybe my boss. And I'm looking mm. to blow off steam and social media might be an easy way. I see a video and now I feel judged because I'm not doing this person who I don't know and have no relationship with saying that I'm doing right. something that is harmful or doing something that there, there's a better way to do it. Um, and th- they feel triggered. And so they comment something and I'm in the middle of like, I don't know, just getting off a, a long day of work or the middle. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I look at my comment section. I'm in the middle of like eating a sandwich or something. And it's like, <laughs> and like I was not prepared to see that comment. Um, yeah. And sometimes like I get like, sometimes I do get triggered by reading comments. Mm-hmm. And I would say early on in my social media um, career, I probably didn't always respond in the most empathetic way. Um, but I have, uh, tried to kind of improve that and also just, just be more understanding of where people are at and not everything necessarily needs a response. And, and also a lot of times I don't really have to say anything. Other people will come in and jump in. My followers, my base will jump in and oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. (laughs) Like I'm not even the best. It's. I'll make a video, but I don't even need to be in this comment section right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have to tell you, your ride or dies are the ones that help you. And that's when you feel like you're, you have a base of people that understand what you're trying to do or say. And, the, and I'm, we both, our account and your account has those. And it, then that's when you feel like it's gratifying in a way that you think like, okay, so people are 
not on our side, like we're doing it all right, but just in terms of like, no, what you don't understand is what they normally do. And so they'll defend that for you, which is, yeah. which I love hearing. I mean, hearing that you, they feel seen or they feel appreciated or that happened to me too. And that was a hard day as well. Like all that kind of stuff. Those are the people that you, when you find it your audience, you really start to understand like, Oh, this is working. And this is, yeah. I, I have people that I'm really, that we really are connecting with. And that's a very powerful thing. I mean, yeah. in terms of social media and piggybacking a little bit on what we were just talking about in terms of like the age of the internet, because again, like we say, like a lot of it is a reactionary to like, when you become a parent, like, how I was parented, and that's my only experience, yeah. right? Yeah. But even back to when I was a kid, that's not that long ago, really, but how parenting has always, for the most part, been your experience versus, and then maybe a few out, your friends maybe. Yeah. But now we're in the age of the internet where you can follow accounts like Mr. Chaz who clearly explains things that you're doing wrong on a daily basis <laughs> when you're a dumb dad. <laughs> but how do you feel like the age of social media now affects children, but also I think in a massive positive way in terms of failure as a way to learn, but also, man, there's a lot of things you can learn from social media that you can maybe apply or maybe not apply to your parenting style. And you, you know, you cherry pick what works for your family. But I mean, I just feel like there's been a massive leap of information. How do you tackle that? And how do you think that affects children today? To answer how it affects children, I think really to answer how it's affecting parents and kind of going back to the comment section. Yeah, I get some like of the comments of just like, you know, that's what's wrong with this generation nowadays. They're not. Oh, hit my gosh. Right? So I'll get those. But <laughs> yes. oh, they're overwhelming majority of people who are like, oh, wow, this is so helpful. Thank you. And like, I mean, yeah. and in stories i get stories of from you've changed my relationship with my daughter uh oh. you know you come man that's amazing changed, like life-changing like i get yeah. comments and stories and all the time um i have a little story in my instagram stories filled with like community like it just called community impact it's a highlight yeah highlight in my instagram stories yeah um, yeah yeah and it's just like off, just filled with all these stories of things of just people just sharing how the content are following me or this has just been so helpful so that other people can kind of see and like see that light at the end of the tunnel. Because I'm, you know, if you're the only one in your community, like maybe you've decided to go on this journey and you mm -hmm. really want to try, but you don't have a support system that can be really disheartening because community is really important for us humans mm -hmm. and if everyone's telling you that like you know you should hit you should you really be hitting that child you should really be doing all these harsh things to this child and you don't believe that you know it mm -hmm. can feel really lonely and isolating um mm -hmm. and so not only do i have that community but also in the comment section and a lot of times i'll pin a lot of times people will i'll post a video and people like, oh yeah like i watched this video sometimes i'll repost a video and people will say mm -hmm. like I watched this video like three months ago and I've been applying it and this is how it's impacted me and this is how it's been helpful. This is how what you what you said this in the video and I've been doing this and this has been the impact of it. And so people can see like, it's, you know, to your point, like you can get all these different stories from other people, all these other like success stories. 
So you don't feel like, oh, I'm going to just try this thing and it's going to be an experiment. I'm going to be the first one to ever do it. Like, no, there's so many people who are already doing and have already found success um, um, throughout the years. And, you know, you, it's it, it's going to be hard in the beginning. No one is. Yeah. You know, I would never, ever like, like even allude to saying that like this isn't hard like this is really difficult i think i said earlier like this is complex parenting is hard um it it it, it's hard it's supposed to be hard well it is hard but there is so much power in moving away from like a fear and control based method to a a a connection and collaborative based method Mm. um Mm. What you just said there, Riz, that's really impactful. Um, I think to me, and I think probably a lot of people is that like, then to me, that's when you feel the difference of like connecting with your child and guiding them through something versus what feels maybe sometimes disconnected if you're telling them something or instructing them. And then it just feels that then it's like I catch myself in that sometimes, you know, where it's like if they're not hearing what I'm saying from like, it, it needs to be from like the same level and you got to come down to their level and speak with them and, and, and listen more often for sure. You know, can I say one yeah. more thing too? Um, yeah. and this is kind of something I've been thinking about a lot, uh, just recently that a lot of times people, I think people, a lot of times we don't really know what success is even supposed to look like. Um, mm-hmm. because success used to look like how quickly can your child obey? And that was kind of just the marker of success of parenting. How quickly does mm. your child obey to you <laughs> in any given Your child moment? is so well behaved. Right. That whole yeah. thing. Like, and yeah. it's yeah. probably still like when it happens, but still get maybe compliments on it. If there was a moment where your child does is, mm-hmm. is behaving well, um, yeah. you know, but I think, there are other markers to success. Like I, and I think about it all the time. I'm just like, man, I wonder if people who even rec, like I recognize it with, so let me just say kind of some markers of of success. Like when a child is, when someone encroaches on a child's boundary and the child's able to communicate, Hey, like, I don't like it when you push me, you know, please keep your hands to yourself. Right. Like that is a marker of success, a marker of success. Another marker of success is, you know, especially as they get older, what does that re- what does that relationship look like? How open do they feel talking to you? Yeah, when they're younger, they'll probably just you know because they just need you so much, so they'll just kind of talk to you about anything. Right. But you know, how safe is that relationship where they do feel like they can come to you when they mess up, when they make a mistake, or when they did something you know wrong that they you know knew was something that you wouldn't approve of. Um, you yeah. know, like how do they treat each other? You know, how do the, how do the children treat each other? Um, um, you know, those are some of the markers of success. Do they know how to give empathy to another person? Right. And it's going to mm-hmm. look different for different ages and different stages. Um, but I think a lot of times we don't even see those little, those, and they're really tiny, subtle moments a lot of the times too. Because when a lot of times the success, like, is there's a success, but nothing happens. So we just kind of go about our day. Right. And we don't mm-hmm. recognize that that was like what that child was able to communicate 
or how they actually handled that situation in that moment was actually really big and actually something to celebrate. Yeah. Um, So yeah, just another thought. I could talk to you all day. I love that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know that I feel like this is going to be a longer podcast and I'm here for it. So I think we should, we can move on though to yeah. probably the bread and butter, right? Let's get to speaking of sharing. Talk <laughs> <laughs> dumb our dumb dad moment section. Yeah, dumb dad moment section of the week. What we did this week? Do y'all have like um, a little song to go like dumb dad. Dumb we moment. don't. <laughs> Don't do that. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed. We probably we're gonna should. Cl- we, you know, we're going to clip that off. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's it now. <laughs> You're going to have to sue us for it. <laughs> I give um, away all the rights to this song. <laughs> yes. We're, 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 we're recording. We're recording. We're recording. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can fire it off unless you're passionate about going first. I the only reason I would say I go first is mine's kind of a quick one. Oh, then go ahead. So it kind of gives an example as to like you know Great. just so Mr. Chance feels comfortable. But so anyway, so I'm comfortable sharing my mistakes. Uh, my 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 dumb my dumb dad moment of the week was uh, Kevin was witness to, and Happy to be so there. our two little ones go to preschool together. We drop them off at the same time every day. And uh, which has been fantastic. Oh, and yeah. it's been all year this year, uh, which has been amazing. Mm-hmm. We have our little, um, it's a little classroom of eight at the rec center. It's only from nine to 12, <laughs> which is not a lot of time. But when you had no free time, uh-huh. any time is a lot uh-huh. of time. As you were saying. As any time minutes, is a lot of time. Like yeah. you said, five minutes of quiet at lunch. Yeah. You'll take it. Same. You'll take it. So, uh, you know, and it's been this whole year. It's been a hundred days of preschool or whatever it's yeah. been. And uh, any it. like any like any normal yeah. day, we headed off to preschool and we got to preschool and then I leaned over to the passenger seat to get my daughter's backpack and in that moment realized that I didn't even bring her backpack, which has her lunch in it and her water bottle <laughs> and some essential items for her going to preschool. <laughs> I like now we've done this so many times that it, like my first thought is like there it is that's what I'm talking about on the podcast this week. <laughs> Before then I'm like, "Hey honey, I don't have your backpack." So what we're going to do is I kind of talk her through the situation. We're going to go into preschool and then I'm going to wave goodbye and sign you in and then I'm going to go home and I'll be back in about 15 minutes and I'll have to bring your backpack and your lunch. So don't worry. I've already thought about how stupid I am and how I'm going to fix this. It was funny because Evan was so matter of fact. He just walked out with his daughter in tow, looked me straight in the eye, and just went, I've got her backpack, and then went in to sign his 
kidding. And when he was done, he came out. I went, so what's the plan? <laughs> <laughs> I will be, I will be intermittent fasting this uh, today. <laughs> yeah. She'll, plan she'll is find I will... some bugs on the playground. And... <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So, you know, that's generally the idea. We've had much bigger ones than that on the podcast, but uh-huh. that's that feels like kind of a semi-weekly, weekly event that we experience. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, no one was yeah. hurt. And <laughs> so, no one was hurt. Pride, pride was injured, I think, a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, a little bit. Uh-huh. Sometimes you do those things and think like, how did I even do that? I mean, it feels like a ha- it's a habit now. How did I... Break the habit in I mean, one I, moment. I've checked a few times at the stoplight, at the red light. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> the, the okay, kid is there. even with the you. The kid's there. I just have the backpack. <laughs> Don't have the kid. <laughs> well, so I, I imagine the process of getting out of the door might have something to do with it. And, you know, yes. it's, I'm sure it's not an easy straight from like kitchen to the car. Yeah. It's, Smooth. I yeah. I'm looking for any outs here. If you guys, Kevin, <laughs> you have any? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. My, for me, at least. Uh, so uh, the preschool is very close to Evan's house. It's far from me. I have to leave at least 40 minutes early <laughs> to get there because yeah. morning commute and stuff. Um, but I, my son's still at the age where I can just like just pick him up and put him in a seat. My daughter, who we walk to school. It's five houses up. It's on the right. There's the school. Not so easy when they have their own, like when they don't, they don't care to get, they don't want to get carried. Obviously she's in first grade. That'd be weird if I did that every day. <laughs> but like, that's a lot more like, come on. Like they are pretty flowers. You saw them yesterday. Okay. Let's <laughs> the bells about to ring. <laughs> and they'll be here tomorrow. They'll be here tomorrow. Be here when we thing. walk home. That's the thing about kids. They're so present so present <laughs> with like the moment right now. they don't care very much about the future or the like it's just this moment There's, right that there. is so yeah. perfect you know i think that we can learn from children to kind of be a little bit more present because it's like like 100 she's literally telling you to stop and smell the roses um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and and they can learn a little bit from us on how to um Plan. manage time yeah um but <laughs> it sounds like that's still difficult can i give you a are you willing to take uh some unsolicited advice on how to mm. not uh forget the backpack <laughs> yes yes i want to i'll be here i'll be here okay, Kevin is, kevin's probably more here for it than i am but i Should am i be taking <laughs> notes <laughs> Please, please. And, and it'd be it's some, what I would recommend as a support for a child to teaching them to, you know, remember their stuff. So visuals can be really, really powerful for children, but also for us adults, too. If before you leave, if you have like some visuals, like a picture of exactly mm-hmm. what you need to get out the door and you create a routine to just like, let's check to see if we have everything and you can make it like. You know, so you feel better about yourself. Yeah. You can make it like it's her responsibility. Like she's supposed to remember uh-huh. these things. And you can be like, hey, let's see if you have everything. And you can be like, let's check. Mm. Do we have our car keys? Check. Do we have our water bottle? Check. Do we have our backpack? Check. And it could be a fun little routine that they I like that, that. You know, might enjoy doing and 
And and then maybe as she gets older, you can actually give the responsibility to them. This is a great way to put the uh, put it on them instead of me. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she I mean, forgot the backpack is what I'm hearing. <laughs> no, you have. Hold on, I saw in your link tree. I saw you have a visual schedule, and that's kind of what this is, right? Like the idea that you can give them something to like that must really help kids. To we'll get we'll get to your dumb 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 damn moment, Kevin. Why don't we hear Mr. Chaz as well? But you you have it on your link tree, right? And it's like a, the idea is that kids is it easier to, for them to see something, a visual trigger for them to like know what to do, three things before bed or three things before school. I mean, that must be like exponentially helpful for little kids. Yeah. So like we are visual creatures as humans, but especially children are just very, very visual. Mm -hmm. And what I had, like you really do, you did do your research. Um, they, <laughs> uh, uh, what I had is a visual schedule. And so it's supposed to really help with a lot of things, but really mainly helping transition and helping children know what to expect time yeah, and, um, uh, like what's happening next, what's happening in the future and their ability to kind of really keep information in their head. Like mm -hmm. their capacity to do that is really limited and time is an abstract yeah. concept. And so, you know, we say like five minutes all the time, right? But what is five minutes? Five minutes, sometimes it's five minutes, but more likely it's seven minutes, it's 10 minutes, it's one minute. It's until you <laughs> yeah. remind me and I'm tired of hearing you remind me. And so it's good. We'll just go yeah. ahead and do yeah. it now. Um, yeah. But uh, another thing that I recommend is a visual timer. Um, whenever you are, you know, whenever they have to wait for something or whenever they have a limited time for something, instead of just saying five minutes or 15 minutes or 20 minutes, having a visual timer communicates time. It's hard for them to like, uh, think in their head, like, Oh, five minutes. Okay. I know how much that is. That's, that's coming up soon. It's a lot easier for them to see a visual timer and to see like, Oh, there's only a little bit of red left in the timer. Only a little bit less, a little more, a little bit more, a little right. bit more. Ding. Time is up. That is a lot easier for them to process. And so it's a, so really mm. these kind of visual things are like the visual schedule, the visual timer. They're just communication tools. Imagine you guys are on the podcast right now. You're in it. You're having uh -huh. a conversation with your yeah. really great guests. Mr. Chess or someone else. <laughs> um, you have yes. a conversation, you're really into it. And then, you know, out of nowhere, someone like, you know, maybe wife or even kids pops up and says, Hey, you need to stop doing that. You need to come help me in the kitchen with something. You need to come help me move furniture. You need to help me do whatever, 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 whatever. Yeah, if you yeah, weren't yeah. expecting that, if you didn't have time to really process that, you're going to have this internal reaction. That's going to be, you're going to have a reaction internally. And now you, yeah, as a an, defensive reaction for sure. Yeah. It, but you as an adult with the, you know, fully developed a fully formed brain, um, because yeah. you guys are both older than 25, 26. looks like it. Um, just barely, <laughs> just barely. Gosh. You have yeah. more of a capacity to do things like perspective taking and be like, you know what? Maybe this is really important. Maybe I can pause this and we can come back to it. Or maybe mm -hmm. let's say you're, you know, watching Netflix or whatever. You would be able to, you have more of a capacity to kind of do some perspective taking and to kind of put it on pause and be like, okay, you know what? This will be here uh, later. I can come back to this. She must really need me right now. Your three-year-old, your five-year-old, your six-year-old, they're not, they don't really have much of a capacity to do that. Um, but same scenario. If, she said, Hey, at 11 o'clock, I need, I need your help with something at 11. Well, my time, 11 mm -hmm. o'clock, but you know, yeah. your time, I guess eight o'clock, um, eight o'clock. I need you to do something. Um, 
by the time eight o'clock comes around and she's like, hey, I need your help. That internal reaction is going to be less, a lot less intense. You might have a little bit of reaction, but it's going to be a lot right. less intense because you knew what to expect. You knew what's coming. You had time to process it. You're looking at the right. time. Like, oh, I don't have a couple more minutes left. And so that's what that visual timer and vi- that's what that visual timer is doing as a communication tool. I know I just gave you like a whole spiel, but I just I wanted love to kind it. of if we, if no, we I know this true. every week with our dumb dad. I know. And what, what you just said, what you said too, is like, not only that, but if somebody came in here and they, of course they're like, you know, five times the size of us, like an adult is to a kid. And it's like, you need to come out. <laughs> like we're on, we're on with Mr. Chance. We can't, we're live. We can't. <laughs> Please. I just okay. So a little let, bit more screen time. A little yeah. More. yeah. Uh, I can go next if you want, or do you want to go? Do you want me to go? Dumb dad moment, Mr. Uh, Chess. Okay, I will actually. I will. I'll go last because I feel like. I feel like yeah. This is perfect. I feel like he's got a good one. Uh, Mine's gonna. I'm gonna piggy. It's funny because I'm gonna piggyback off of what you were just talking about with the time management. Because uh, that is my dumb dad moment, mm-hmm. which was uh, today. So my son's uh, turning four on Sunday. This Sunday, we're going to have a four-year-old birthday party. We're really excited. But today was his last day of school uh, mm-hmm. before, well, for the week. He always finishes on Thursday. They don't have school on Friday at this preschool and then uh, off all the next week. Anyway, so we're going to celebrate his birthday at school with his friends. It's only a, it's a small class. There's only eight kids total, including him. There's only seven other kids going to be there. Yeah, it's real great. And uh, so, you know, for that, we brought... Um, uh, we just bought some cupcakes and then we even bought like little to go bags and had them separate. So I gave them to the teacher this morning and like, you know, a shopping bag. And I was like, Hey, this is for the birthday party. Uh, or not birthday party. This is, it's his birthday on uh, Sunday. If you have time and if you want to hand these out and if you don't want to, and you don't have time, uh, there's also little goodie bags. You can just toss them in. The kids can take them home or just something to do. She's like, we'll absolutely do it. Um, so you, if you want to come back early, which she does, which they do for like holidays. They're like, usually we pick up right at 12. The doors are, I mean, it's a preschool at parks and rec. The doors are shut and locked metal doors. Like can't see anything. And at 12, they unlock and open. She's like, if you want to come early at like 1145, 1140, knock on the door, I'll let you and you can take some video while we all celebrate his birthday. And I was like, Oh great. That's perfect. So then I get home. So my wife and I have been on a tear of like, it just happened this last weekend. We just got that bug in us of mm-hmm. just like, well, let me, let me prepare. Like, let me fix all the cracks in the wall. Well, if you're fixing the cracks in the wall, we should paint the wall. Should we? <laughs> we should paint the wall. That's a great idea. Well, after we paint the wall, the wall's going to be bare. We should go to Ikea. Let's go to Ikea. So like <laughs> we did all that this past weekend and it was just a lot we just did so much uh for a four-year-old's birthday it was like that's the other reason hopefully he'll remember it. so we're Maybe having not. a birthday party and like it's mostly like my parents who've seen my house in tatters and my brother and sister-in-law have seen the house in tatters and like yeah we're gonna have some of the kids uh over from his preschool and their parents but you know we're like well what company is always an excuse to clean your house. So it's a nice thing to have. So, but anyway, we went to, went to Ikea. We bought a bunch of stuff this past weekend. I painted the walls. Now I'm like, I come home from preschool drop off and now I'm putting stuff together. And I was like, oh, I can I probably get this thing done before I have to do pickup. And I do, and I do this thing before I have to do pickup. And I do, and then I do like, I can do one last thing before pickup. And I do, I finish it before pickup. And I look at the clock and it's 1145. <laughs> I'm not late to pick up. I'm late to being there early for my son's birthday like thing because I wanted to do something for them. Like I was decorating their room, like their closet. I put up all these like 
uh, they call them fairy lights, like, but they're just like little LEDs. I strung them up on the side and they're really fun. And, and I was like, I was like, they're going to be so pumped. I'm missing his birthday. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny that you tell that story now, because I got there about eight minutes early and usually like when they're out, it's like when the door opens, but when I walk up, the door was cracked open. Yeah, she was waiting. <laughs> oh, that's that's odd. For you, so I can hear them. Yeah, yeah. I can hear them like finishing up something, which must have been cupcakes. And cupcakes. then they were like, "All right, let's." Re-, and then I heard going, "Let's review." And they all counted. They all counted to twelve, and they talked about the letter T and what the T stands for. Yeah, tardy. And I, tardy. <laughs> yes. So I got there. I got there on time for the normal pickup. And it was just such a kick in the teeth because, like, I went, I picked him up, and I walked in, and I was like, I'm so sorry I couldn't be here for the early part. And she was like, it's okay. She's like, we gave him a candle. All the kids sang him happy birthday, and then he blew out his candle, and he had a cupcake. And I was like, sounds like a really magical moment. Yeah, that's a really <laughs> magical moment. You might like to have had that on sounds your phone. Like I would really like to see that. And uh, and then, of course, my son, like, how was it? And he was like, I got to eat a cupcake with a candle. And and everybody, a whole class sang for me. Even the teacher sang for me. I was like... Okay, that sounds like a really nice day. I'm yeah. glad you had so much fun. Oh, <laughs> like, I had a great time. The only way it could have been better if you were there. That's the only yeah. thing. Yeah, I'll just say that. I was just, I was, I was so bummed. I was so bummed. Yeah, and I, I missed it trying to do something that could have waited. That was the worst yeah. part. Like, yeah. It, oh, and let me let me just dumb on the dumb. Um, <laughs> let me dumb up. Let the, 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 the work a little Kevin. bit more is the last thing that I was going to do before I walked out the door was put up this easel like that hangs on the wall. Mm-hmm. So I like drilled into the wall, put the drywall anchors in, and then put the, the screws in. And, and I measured everything, leveled it. It was all good. And put all that stuff in. And then I went to hang it. And I was like, why isn't it? Oh, because these screws are way too big. Uh, I didn't check to see if these are the right screws because I was in such a hurry to finish this project that I'm like, a- that as I'm actively missing them, singing happy birthday, I was like... So I had to actually finish it when I got back, yeah. which I should have just waited. It was, yeah, you should have just waited. Uh, so that, that, was, that was my dumb dad moment. Yeah. You put too much on your plate. Yeah. yeah. A little bit too much. It's just overly ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you would have uh, stopped and smelled the roses a little bit, you just... You would have like lived in the moment. Like if I was a little more present, yeah. I think is yeah. what we were talking about yeah. earlier. Gotta uh, learn from your kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hindsight is hide in hindsight is twenty twenty every day, all day. I will be doing nothing on Sunday but staring at him all day, <laughs> being present. <laughs> Kevin, can you get more napkins? Nope, not going to miss no, any of that. They, they all have. They're going to use their sleeves anyway. Where's the cake? Where's the Where's the cake? It's at the store. I didn't have time for a pickup. I was being present with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brutal. Mr. Chaz, give us an okay. example of some of your favorite like dumb parenting moment that really sticks with you. So I, I'm going to yeah share kind of like a just uh, just a dumb teacher moment that I had. Okay, yes, uh, probably about two weeks ago. Uh, and now that I hear yours, I'm like, man, should I share this? Is, is someone going to hear this and like get mad at me? But I'm going to no. share it anyways. Uh, sure. um, so. <laughs> Uh, so it was, it was in my, so right now I'm working with, uh, uh, like kind of my class that I mainly work with. I work in other, with other age groups too, but I mainly work with okay. like the five to about eight year old kids. Um, uh-huh. and, uh, you know, a lot of times when we really big, you guys obviously know what I do. And like, 
as, as I talked before, connection and collaboration um, is something that I try to focus on and doing a lot with them. Um, and especially on days when there's just like a lot of the emotional climate is just negative. Like a lot of times the kids will get off the bus and they have all had like, you know, 15 different kinds of days. Some are like really excited and like mm. just bounce yeah. off the wall. Some are just like sad that, you know, their friend got to go on a field trip and they didn't get to go. And so now they're, right. they're, some are angry because someone was making fun. So there are all these different kind of emotions that are happening and they're all kind of coming, coming to me. And I'm, my goal, like I'm trying to like regulate the class, trying to like get the emotional climate to like positive um, so that they, you know, stop beating each other up and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, one thing I do, I know like, okay, connection is one of those things that can kind of, uh, you know, boost the, the emotional climate to positive. And so in connection has four components, uh, play or a playful situation, touch, eye contact and presence. So we're talking about presence. Um, yeah, and yeah. so, uh, one thing that I do with them sometimes is I'll do like a super jump with them, which is they hold my hands and then the, they will like jump and I'll kind of like lift them up. Um, but they like, I'm holding onto their hands the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. and they just love it. And so sometimes like, okay, get in line. We'll do a super jump. And this is one of those days I'm like, okay, everyone's oh, no. kind of like an emotional mess right now. Let's uh-huh. kind of reset with a little bit of connection, get in line. And we'll all have kind of this moment to just kind of connect. And it's working. Yeah. Too. We're kind of going in and like, I can like feel yeah. the nervous system change. Like when we have that yeah. moment with them, you know, like all those four components, I'm, I'm touching them with their hands. I'm present. I'm, I'm making eye contact. We're kind of playful with the jumping and they can kind of like pull my hand up so they can go like a little bit higher. And um, for some reason I had the bright idea. like, Oh, let's go up in the gazebo and do it because we have, there's like this like sh- play structure. I'm like, okay, let's go on the structure and yeah. see the rules. Like, Hey, I think the reason I went up there is because uh, the, the rule is that children can only go up there if, t- if a teacher is up there. So I went up there cause I want children to have lots of space. Yeah. All the best intentions. Right. And so going in line and we're kind of <laughs> jumping up, we're doing our thing and they're doing, and there's this one child who is, uh, I wasn't really thinking about this at the moment, but she's like a little bit of a gymnast. Like she does like gymnastics and she's Uh seven years old. And so um, I am kind of under the gazebo and I lift her up and she like pulls herself up and I'm like, all right, we're going to do a big one. Like, and I kind of lift her up like, and she kind of pulled herself up like really high and she like hit her head on the top of the oh. gazebo and like not gentle. It was like a, like it was hard. <laughs> and I was like, I like, I was like, Oh man, I'm about to lose my job. <laughs> so I was like, oh. I immediately went to like repair. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, like so sorry. Like I yeah, yeah. did not like realize it was I, like I was yeah. thinking this wasn't a good idea. Like, I'm sorry. I hurt you. Like I gave her a hug and like in connection and just really kind of went to yeah. repairing. Right. Instead of the yeah. woe is me over the spill, but like really went to 
repairing with her um and it took a little bit of time and then she was like you didn't do the uh, you didn't do the sh- sh- you're okay you're okay you're okay <laughs> looking around you're all right you're all right i just <laughs> i was like that probably hurt <laughs> i'm here for you i got you yeah, yeah. i felt that in my skull yeah well, but you know what you know this kind of comes full circle in our conversation before this actually uh actually turned out to kind of be somewhat of a positive thing. Um, yeah. I know it doesn't sound like it. Hold on. Bear with me. Um, <laughs> because um, there was something else happening that was like completely un- like unrelated and kind of all the kids saw that. And, you know, and so um, like, I think one child pushed another child um, and they were playing a game, you know, kids, kids playing yeah. and then someone does something they don't like. And so they, they were hurt Sure, yeah. and they were, and they were using the words, like, you know, I taught them to use and I was, you know, they were saying like, I don't like it when you push me. And the child kind of went into defensive mode of just like, well, I didn't even push you that hard and like, you know, yeah. stop whining about mm-hmm. it. And, you know, I took the child as well, yeah, somewhat took the child aside, but I was like, Hey, like when you make a mistake, like you hurt her. She's telling you that she doesn't like that. You know, it's that you don't have to defend yourself. Just like apologize and listen to her. Just listen to what she's trying to say. Yeah. You don't have to just defend mm-hmm. yourself. You're not in trouble. It's like, you know, just go to try to, you know, try to repair, listen to her and try to repair what happened, try to make it better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I gave myself an example. I'm like, you remember earlier when I, lifted her up and I hit her head and I hurt her. Like, did I say, Oh, it doesn't hurt that bad. You should stop. Like, no, I went to, yeah. you know, I went yeah. to hug her and went to like, try to repair what I did. I went to try to make better because I made a mistake and I hurt and I wasn't, I didn't need to, I didn't want to hurt her, but it happened. And then, you know, they, you know, the child kind of was like, okay, yeah, you know, I, I get what you're saying. You did do that. I did see that. And then they listened. And then I thought the child was going to say like, uh, you know, uh, don't, you know, keep your hands to yourself because that's what I would say as mm-hmm. an adult. But the child <laughs> yeah, was like, sure. you know, like push me more gently. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I still like the game, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like the game, but like can just be gentle, which is cool. And then they like went yeah. and like, and she was asked, so I was like, okay, like show him how you want to be pushed. And like she showed him and then she pushed and then he did it. And then they were fine. And they went back to playing the game. They were pushing each other and there was no other issue. Um, but just kind of bring a full circle of just like, even when we make the mistakes and we actually like cause harm, like I did, there's or still can be really powerful moments for modeling how to handle it when you make a mistake. Um, I mean, it really is. You're practicing what you preach there by showing the students like we just you just saw me do this. And so, I mean, that's that's another good. I mean, that's another good lesson in parenting and teaching (laughs) parents to be parents, Uh teaching teachers like practice what you preach is a big deal. I mean, again, like showing the behavior instead of doing as I say, not as I do, which. Again, I think probably a lot of us uh, experienced somewhat as children. And, you know, I think that's a lot of what parenting feels to me, which is I was shown a couple of examples as a kid and you see a couple of, yeah, and then you just like, you know, when you go to a friend's house and you're a kid and you say like how their parents 
treat their kids or whatever. And you think like, oh, this is this house is different than mine, you know. Even <laughs> if even if it's not a negative yeah. thing sometimes, but it's sometimes you're just like, oh, this is interesting. That this house runs a different way. Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of that is now, which I, I I'll go back to this, which I appreciate so much about accounts like Mr. Chaz, how we find them because we're putting parenting. <laughs> adjacent uh, <laughs> content out there the, we're showing we're putting the failures out there and uh we're making the, light of it but we're the beginning of the infomercial that's in all black and white <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what our account is your account and is then, like the, the yeah the, the the sham wow or the <laughs> yeah and for three easy installments of 1999 yeah. mr chess will tell you exactly. but, your, but yours works it's but, not but, a sham but one you, it's you not know what though like you there's a reason why that black and white part of the infomercial is always there right because people yeah. need something to relate because that's where we're at right like i'm yes. i'm, I'm yeah. there right and so without that then the commercial just feels kind of like well i could never do that i'm never gonna try like it, it doesn't yeah. Really yeah. feel like attainable like why would i even buy or subscribe to whatever you're talking about yeah um, that's me dropping this stuffed turkey in the sink because it's so slippery i need those gloves <laughs> <laughs> the best one of all time look it up is the the guy who i don't know what the product is for but it's the guy who's going to wash his car and he's holding so many things and his <laughs> and it's the worst pratfall you've ever seen nobody tripped up like he didn't trip he just decided to fall it's really it's worth a look up, like give info or whatever. They're all good. Guy washing car, but check that out. But <laughs> speaking of that, on that, can you tell everybody uh, where they can find you? What uh, uh, yeah. your social handles and podcasts? Yeah. Plug it. So um, I never actually finished the earlier story of kind of how I got to where I was. Oh. I just really stopped at the TikTok. Um, so oh, I, yeah, please. I, okay, well, finish that really quick. We have to hear that. No, then, but and then it's, we'll it's, go into it's, it's, yeah. it's all, it's all, it's weave, I'm weaving it in. I'm weaving it in. Oh, perfect. Okay, okay. good, good, good. So, um, I started making content on TikTok and then uh -huh. um, I kind of just, I was like, well, you know, I'm making content on TikTok. People started messaging me and was like, they were like, uh, my friend, whoever, they don't have like TikTok. So can you put it on Instagram? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I guess I can do that. And then I just kind of just really lazily just started posting things on it. Like I wouldn't even caption it. I'm like, I'm just going to take the video. I'm not going to take and just post it on Instagram and that started to grow. And I started yeah, to yeah. on Facebook and that started to grow. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook, but there was a part there's, there's my whole kind of thought process coming into it was like, if I can make relatively short videos that are easy to consume, uh, but you feel like you've learned something at the end, like your perspective has grown a little bit, or you have a tool that you can just go off and just apply yeah. readily apply. Um, if I can just put like, content out like i can make a pretty big impact and help a lot of people um and so that's what that's what a lot of my content is but the challenge was um uh, th there's always going to be some nuance that is going to be uh uh left out in a short one minute video and so that's yeah. why i started, oh, yeah. doing the, started doing the podcast um uh, where they're oh, like great. you know where we're diving real deep into the nuance of different topics. The other thing mm -hmm. I talked about earlier is a lot of times people are go on this journey and they don't really have a community. They don't have a lot of people around them. And I know on mm -hmm. my journey, when I didn't know what I was doing, what was really important for me was for me to kind of build like my own little community of people to learn from kind of from different perspectives and, you know, different people kind of, you know, trying to kind of push for the same thing. Um, uh -huh. And so 
in every episode of my podcast, I introduce a different resource. So that way you can kind of listen to my podcast. And if there's someone who resonates with you, then you can like, oh, wow, this person, they get me. I really like this person or this person's really talented for this. I need help at oh, this. Cool. You can go and follow them. They're, most of the people I interview are on social media. You can go and follow them on social media and they can be mm-hmm. a part of your little community of uh, people that you are creating, of teachers that you're creating um, so that you that will help you on your journey. Um, and that's called Mr. Chaz's Leadership Parenting and Teaching Podcast. I also do mm-hmm. uh, one-on-one coaching because even with the one-hour stuff is great, but um, there's always, everyone's different, every family's different. Um, so yeah. being able to individualize things are always is always best. And I'm just really here to just try to help as many people as deeply, as many people and as deeply as possible. Um, so and you're, well, you're certainly, yeah. you're certainly doing that, man. You have and 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 exponentially and Kevin and I, you know, like we said, we've, we started posting our stuff and it's the same thing. You know, you get responses from people that are like, I feel seen. I thank you for, thank you for normalizing what a crazy day feels like or something. And you start to feel validated and like in some of the content you're just putting out there. And we've talked about you for so long. Like, man, Mr. Chaz, like, dude has so much wonderful energy in his posts uh-huh. that it, it really resonates behind what you're talking about and the information you're putting out there. And I can only imagine what that must f- – I, I, I mean, credit to you, it, it really feels like, you know, you're looking for a summer job and then you think, like, wow, this is really impactful. I bet I can impact children. This is great. I bet I can impact people like parents. And, and then now – what it must feel like for you to have um, to be able to have this big of a reach to people that are looking for some sort of guidance, you know, and this crazy world of parenting is, yeah. is cool. I mean, I, I wish we had probably that forethought that it's that you really have feels like you have, you, you are what, what I'm hearing is that you, a sign comes up and you read it and you think like, yeah, that's a great way. I'm going to go that way. I mean, like that's so credit to you for doing that. It's yeah. you're, you're such a, uh, a blessing to the internet and to parents out there that it feels like parenting feels insane all the time. It's wild. We're really grateful we came across your account and uh, man, this was great. This was great to talk. So you're at Mr. You're at Mr. Chaz yes. on I don't know if I even everything. Everything. Yes. Mr. Every, Chaz and everything. Chaz. Easy. Yes. I'm the one with the yeah, megaphone okay. trying to Yes. A lot of message. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And they're all good. It's, a, it's an incredible message. Yeah. So, Oh, I appreciate that. Man, give them I, a follow. Thank you so much for being here with thank us. You so we, much. we were uh, we were so pumped. So we, we honestly thought we should get more guests. We should start talking to people, open up the, you know, open up the form that we've established here to all kinds of dads, parenting stuff. And like you were like on the short list of people we really wanted to oh, talk to. So awesome. thank you so much for being here. Now that we've said all those nice things. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a really bad dad joke oh. that's how we like to finish out the oh. podcast oh man okay it can be yeah, it yeah, can yeah. be awful yeah, we've, told like, we've told like 180 want. of them and <laughs> they can yeah. tell a really bad one it won't be the worst we've told <laughs> guarantee you that okay so you drop a female ant in a uh bucket of water and a male ant in a bucket of water which one mm-hmm. floats I don't know. I don't know. Which one? The boy ant. Ah, yeah.
There it is. That's great. There it is. That's on brand. That's exactly what we're looking for. <laughs> well, Miss Chaz, thanks for coming on uh, the Dumb Dad Podcast. If anybody else has uh, dumb parenting moments, dumb teacher moments, dumb mom moments, dumb grandparent moments, dumb mm-hmm. moments, uh, you guys can email us, dumbdadpod at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Instagram. We are at the Dumb Dads, which is our handle on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, where you can watch full episodes, where you can watch this episode of this of this podcast and all previous podcasts. Uh, I just want to give a shout out. Uh, thanks to uh, at Verdue on SoundCloud, who does the music for this podcast. And this podcast is edited and produced by my lovely wife, Annie. So thank you. And thank follow you. Mr. Chaz. Follow Mr. Chaz. You need him in your life. Thank you, Mr. Chaz. I'm here for y'all. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Okay, bye. 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 Welcome to the world, little one. Welcome to life. How do I stop this? Yes, I met my wife in high school um, before dating apps. Pretty much before cell phones. The pager age. I've always been fascinated by it, though. I've always talked to friends about it, and I understand it must be so hard and stressful to kind of communicate who you are. Never mind doing that as a single parent with a hectic lifestyle, trying to connect with people that know that you're a parent, which is why we're excited to partner with Stir, which is the number one dating app designed for single parents. For sure. I remember one of my buddies, he had become a single parent, and a lot of our conversations were based on I want to get back in the dating world. I got to find somebody that I totally align with. When do I reveal that I have a kid? And something like Stir is cool because it's just all out there in front. Everyone knows what their focus is. Yeah, that's perfect. Your kids go to bed at eight. You don't have to. Stir is the app designed for parents who just happen to be single. Go to stir.com slash date today to get 25% off any Stir subscription package or send to your single friends to try it out. That's 25% off at stir.com slash date stir.com slash date. The Dumb Dad Podcast is proudly presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you mean cellar. the mini fridge? It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.